Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of Romans, chapter 8. Here's Pastor Ryan. And it was serious stuff. I came from an abusive situation where I was allowed to be abused. And the same person that allowed me to be abused is now abusing my wife. And God taught me, you made a covenant to protect that woman. Protect her against your mom. And I warned them and I warned them stop it and they wouldn't stop and to read scripture where it says i did not come to bring peace but a sword and to let them go and we're praying for them but i'm not bound by their decisions i'm praying for them god called my wife and i to peace and when i went through that i'm like how is this ever going to work out i have no money i have no how am i going to pr- provide for my god works all things together for the good if we just let him sanctify us daily all of what i'm sharing like after i came to know the lord i was taught by calvary chapel read your bible in the morning pray seek the lord and in the and and when you need it god will work those scriptures out for your good when you need it later on even that very day so all of those decisions that are heavy decisions in my life and and you know and then getting into how am I going to marry this girl? I have nothing. She's from Pretty World from Orange. How am I going to do that? How is that possible? I don't know. But with God, he'll find a way. And he found a way. He had people vouch for me. Pastor Jerry and other pastors. Because I had, I had, I had made a reputation. Because that's what happens to all of us when we read the word and we pray and we fellowship. People know who we are. And we'll tell you who Ryan is. He's legit. Let him in. My mother-in-law's here. And they, you know, God tricked them, and, I'm, and I got her. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, is that, you know, I know what he says, that I have to be holy. I know as a young single guy, I had to be holy. And for four years, you know, he kept me for my wife for four years. And I was a dog before then. So it just shows you what, how God works all things together for his good. And we got married and then the ministry. How do you, you know, my last name's Hussein. How do I explain that? There's no way people are going to come to our church just for my name alone. (laughs) I'm just letting you in on some of my doubts, man. You know. And, uh. And how God did it slow to show me it ain't about me. It ain't about my timing. I know not what to pray for, but the Holy Spirit gives me utterance. As I prayed, those, yeah, God showed me, you know, you're, I've called you by name and you are mine. All right? So don't worry about the insane Hussein. It'll work out. And then, and then on and on and on and every ministry 
lesson. It was a daily in the word, in prayer, him uniting my wife and I together in our marriage, him, him uniting and blessing the church little by little. Why slowly? Because it's too, this position is too dangerous for, just any, for God just to give it to anybody. This position is too dangerous to just give to anybody. He has to raise them up slowly by breaking them and breaking them and loving them and breaking them and loving them and breaking them. And that's that daily sanctification that all of us go through. And in the ministry I have faced, and my family and the church family here have faced just incredible challenges that I never thought I would experience as a pastor. I don't know, maybe I'm naive, but I didn't know. You get the call. You get the call that somebody from the church takes their life. And you got about, you got about 15 hours before you speak to the church. I mean, and to see God work in that. Work in that. Not in the, not that he approved of the suicide, obviously, but that he worked in all of us to deal with it. I don't know what to pray for, but the Holy Spirit met us there. You know, we faced hardships in this church. Young people dying and having to deal with that. The pain and the suffering that families face. You know, what? there's no book. It's just God's Spirit. I can't, we, can't, we don't have words to utter to comfort for people. It's just God's Spirit. And then we see God's providence upon all of these experiences as we yield to him. But yielding is a key part to seeing his providence work. I got a call when we were first married, and I love my homeboys. Don't, don't think of it like they were all just, you know, vicious uh, uh, banditos or whatever, you know. I mean, they were my, some of them I loved as dear family. And I got a call that one of them took his life at a gas station of all places. A gas station in front of everybody. You know, what do you do? And the guys want me to share about Jesus? My old homeboys too? But they said, don't use the name of Jesus. They literally told me that. And I told them, well, you know me long enough in my old life that there's no way I'm not going to mention Jesus. And they all said, okay. So I find myself on the 10 freeway going to somewhere near LAX where there's a big cemetery with Clarissa, pouring rain, thinking, what am I going to tell these guys? And I, and I got to preach to all of my guys, all of my old homeboys, all of them. And I remember that day, I, I didn't know, had an idea of what I was going to share, but I didn't sense the Holy Spirit come over me until I got under the tarp because it was raining and where the casket was. So the moment I got under that tarp, I felt like I just went through a Holy Spirit wall or something. It just, he gave me, once I, I touched the casket and opened my mouth and began to preach to all of my homeboys. I got to preach to all of them. And, um, but again, why Lord? I don't know, but he's working all these things together for my good preparing me for one day uh, becoming a pastor here and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God 
And that's the prerequisite to those who love God. Does Jesus know who loves them? He said it, right? Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things that I say? You know? Man, that's so common sense. Jesus said it hurts, Lord. You know what? Why do you call me Lord? You don't, you don't even do what I tell you to do. Wow. You know? If you love me, what does he say? Keep my commandments. So, our love for God is shown not by what we know of the Bible, but what we do of the Bible. Knowledge puffs up. You know, everyone says, uh, every man will proclaim his own goodness, but who can find a faithful man? There are a lot of people who know a lot about this book, but it means zero to God because they don't do nothing for God. And Jesus, remember the ladies cried out, oh, blessed are, are you know, the, the, the womb that, 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 uh, <laughs> that carried you in the breast that nursed you. And he said, better than this, he who hears the word of God and does it, and does it. Doing is what God is impressed with, not talk. If you love God, you're going to see the providence in your life. You're going to see it. You're going to see it. It's special. And it's good, because he's a good God. If he wasn't good, would any of us cry to him? We cry to him because he's good. He's good to you and good to me. He is good to you. He's worthy of our faith and our respect and our trust. Work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called, called according to his purpose. The called according to his purpose. He calls us and it has nothing to do with our abilities or our merit. This is deeper than that. This is God just in his divine grace, in his own counsel, gets to pick and choose who will do what in his church. That's what he does. It's his, it's his house. It's his body. It's his bride. And he chose all of us to do something in his church. All of us are the called of God. If you've placed your faith in the Lord, he has called you to fulfill his purpose within the church. You have a purpose in this church. Your very presence here is a blessing to us. If you're praying about how God can use you in the church, just start like this, Lord, in the parking lot. When I go in today, help me to speak to three to four different people and just to say hi to them and to introduce myself and to get to know them and maybe pray for them. Use me to minister to someone today as I, as I walk in here. But if it's just coming and going and coming and going and coming and going, that's not the, that's not the church. That's religion. The Pharisees were doing all that. You know what I'm saying? But you can greet, you can clean, you can help, or whatever. Go to the prayer group. Just help be. Ask God, what is my purpose? I'm alive for a reason. And he says, all things are working together for good. And, and again, even in serving the Lord, the purposes of God began to manifest themselves literally as I was serving the Lord. My friend Carl had a Bible study in Orange County at Rancho Santa Margarita. It's a pretty world town in Orange County. And he bought a pad. He was a teacher at a youth authority place, so I got a kick out of him. They would... They would uh, 
the, the probation uh, department uh, in the cities would, would threaten the youngsters. If you really, if you mess up again, we'll send you to YA. You know, we'll send you to youth authority. That was like the prison for the, for the, for the young guys. And they were crazy in there. And Carl was a teacher there and a believer in the Lord. So we just had a, a kick talking and getting to know each other. Anyways, he bought a house and he'd have a home Bible study with various, t- different people would give the Bible studies and different people would do worship. And so it was my, my turn to bat. I show up there. I go, hey, Carl, who's doing worship? He goes, Clarissa. I go, really? The pretty one? He goes, yep. Where's she at? Upstairs. I go, let's go pray with her. So we went upstairs and we prayed. The three of us. That the Bible study would be great. That the worship would be great. And that people would be blessed. And when I opened my eyes, I took one look at her and I said, that's going to be my wife. I knew it after that prayer. God was sanctifying me as I was serving him. And in that, there she was. It wasn't when I was just sitting around keeping the bench warm. It was when I was serving the Lord when things start to happen. He has called you to do something. And it's not to keep the benches warm. We have uh, orange uh, upholstery to keep it warm. So, (laughs) anyways. For whom he foreknew. That's so deep. I mean, come on. He foreknew you. He foreknew us. With the plan. He also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. That means that all of us who are called by the Lord, he has predestined us to be molded and shaped to be in the image of Jesus so that when people see us day in and day out, we're molded to be more like Jesus. People see Jesus instead of us. That he, God, Jesus, might be the firstborn among many brethren, Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called. And whom he called, these he also justified. And whom he justified, these he also glorified. It, is, it means so much to me that God justifies us. You know what I mean? I see justification as nobody wants you. Nobody wants me. We're dirt. But God picks us up and tells us, You're not dirt. This one belongs to me. This one's with me. And that is why I love God. Because nobody in my life grabbed me and said, this one belongs to me. But Christ did. You see why I love him? Nobody did that. That's why I was a vicious young man. I was brutal. And God changed me. Because that's what happens to people when, when nobody, nobody, um, what's the word? Um, no one picks them. But God justifies. And he also glorifies. The Bible says he took me out of the miry clay and he sets me on a rock. He, Sets me in broad places. 
You better believe all things work together for good. What then shall we say to these things, my brethren? If God is for us, who can be against us? If God is for you, what are you worried about? What am I worried about? God is for you. God is for you. No one can be, there's no challenge too great. He can fix problems like no other. He is good, as we said. That's why he's trustworthy for us to cry out to him. But he's also powerful, oh my gosh. I was staring at that sunset yesterday over the ocean. Man, you know, it's shark week too, so I'm staring at (laughs) I'm watching Discovery and it's just like crazy. He's the creator of everything. And that power is for you because he loves you to fix whatever thing you think you can't, you can't fix. He can fix it. He can sanctify you if you allow him. When my wife and I left my family in Almani, we were broke. I was teaching a little home Bible study and Pastor Jerry and and, um, the U-Turn family would send us boxes of food with the guys that I would teach. All things work together for good. If God is for us, then who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? If he delivered Jesus, his only begotten son, to die, to brutally die for our sins, why would he keep anything that you need? Why would he keep anything from you that you need? You see how good God is? See how good he is? Whatever you're going through, no matter how hard it is, trust in him. Let him sanctify you. Seek him. Pray to him. Read his word. And he'll give you the answer. It's working for your good somehow, some way. I don't know how, but it is. Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? I love that. God is saying, who's talking smack about Ryan? That's my mijo. Who's talking smack about you? How dare they accuse? You're free. You're his. Who's going to bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen. We know that Satan, you know, according to Revelation, night and day before the throne of God, he's the accuser of the brethren. But God, Jesus is our intercessor, who even is at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for your sake, we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep. For the slaughter. There's the hard part of Christianity. If you stand up for his word, you're going to be hated. If you don't stand up for his word, you're not going to be hated. But Jesus said, woe to those 
Woe to you when all men speak well of you. Stand for his word, my sisters. Stand for his word, my brothers. And if you lose friends or family, so bid. Stand for his word. And watch God do miracles. Watch him work together all those things for good. It's interesting how those who try to preserve their life and say, I'm not going to stand up for that. Ah, family, ah, they'll stop calling. Friends, they'll stop calling. Are probably the most miserable Christians that you can meet. But the ones that stand for God's word who say if the division happens and it's of God, then so bid. God is my provider. Those are very happy and peaceful, at peace Christians. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, I'm s- death bothers me as I'm sure death bothers you. I'm, I'm too nostalgic for my own good. You know, we grew up on oldies, so everything's like, oh, nostalgia. That's just kind of part of who I am. And I always remember my friends that have gone before us to be with the Lord. John Miles, Fred, Brian, Anthony, I can I can name my spiritual mother. Man. They found her in her apartment on the floor in Oregon. I get sad. Death is terrible. But I'm glad that death Death will never separate us from the love of Christ. Never. It is the most brutal pain. But yet God is right there in the midst of that. And he's the only one that can remedy the hurt. And you never forget. And it never stops hurting. But he brings comfort so that our days aren't filled with just constant misery. He gives us joy. He guards our heart. But from time to time I remember and I do get sad. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's the truth. He loves you that much. But you got to love him back. Remember, the only hard thing about Christianity is putting your, your, your will aside and saying to God, not my will, but your will be done. When I walked into Calvary Chapel, I was wearing slacks, 
dress shoes, dress shirt, because the only church I ever knew was Mass with my grandmother, my abuelita. And I said, oh, I'm glad everyone here is so casual. I'm uncomfortable in, these, in this outfit anyways. I came back more chill. The Word of God was so powerful. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come on out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you'd like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. We adore.